Welcome to the Phil Pringle Podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. Well, I'm excited about what I'm sharing today. I was thinking about Mother's Day next weekend and uh, getting ready for that. And, uh, and I was thinking about the word conception. I thought, well, only ladies can do that. So uh, uh, maybe I'll try and cover something of the same idea and talk about Inception, which is obviously the title of a movie that came out maybe a year or two ago, and uh, one of my all-time favorites, to tell you the truth. I thought it was absolutely sensational. It's a futuristic movie about uh, somebody, Leonardo DiCaprio, who's an expert at not only extracting thoughts from people's minds, but actually inserting thoughts into people's minds. And the way that they would do it would do it within that person's dream life. And uh, they would construct a dream and then put that dream into the person, then insert one thought that would change their world. Well, to get into this, this guy's particular brain, who they'd arranged security thought forces inside his brain to resist this sort of thing because companies were using this tactic to compete against each other. And so they had to go to a dream within a dream. And then they needed to go to another level, to go down to the dream within the dream within the dream. It got all quite complicated. And, uh, and then uh, to make matters worse, uh, the real uh, subplot in the whole movie was that DiCaprio, the character he was playing, had, uh, had experimented with the idea of inception with his own wife. And, uh, and the thought was that the only way to wake up out of one of these constructed dreams was to actually die, and then you would wake up. Uh, pain uh, would, wouldn't do it, but uh, actually uh, dying would. And then once she came out of her dream, though, she couldn't get rid of the idea that he had inserted in there. And so she, even when she was alive, felt like, wow, I've got to die to wake up to reality, but she actually was in reality. So that's all how that was. And he was feeling very guilty about that, and he'd have all these guilty trains rushing through his dreams and other sorts of problems going on uh, while he was trying to conduct this, this uh, other. Now, I know that you're all very clear about all that, and <laughs> you really understood all that. But the thought, the main thing is the power of one idea to absolutely transform a person's life. And so I want you to come with me over to uh, Ephesians 3, verse 20, where it says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. Now, I want to take you to this scripture on the big board here because this is saying that it's not in the future. This is right now here in our world, we can actually make this happen for us if we will do certain things. So if you guys can go to the big board, I think you'll find it's there. Amen. So here we're looking at the word, what is that word? Yeah. Just, just that you really understand what it's saying. It's now. Amen. Which means not yesterday, not tomorrow, but right now to him 
who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. Now, this is possibly one of the biggest scriptures in the entire Bible. Once you start meditating on this scripture, and if you could take this away and let it become a theme for your life over the next year, it will transform you. I have spent days meditating on scripture. When I was first a believer, I meditated on every verse in Ephesians 1 and 2, and it radically changed the way I think. Radically. I needed to, I had to, because as you see here, this is saying that according to the power that works in us, God doesn't do things separate from us. God works through us to accomplish what we are asking Him to do in our lives. We pray, God, would you do this? And what He starts to do is do something in us that will actually enable us to fulfill our own prayers. When we go in to possess the land of Canaan, He doesn't go in and wipe out the giants. He empowers us with strength, courage, and boldness to go in and wipe out those giants ourselves in Jesus' name. Go ahead, give the Lord a clap offering. Amen. Now, in, Ephesians, in Philippians 4.19, it says, God will supply all your needs, basic fatherhood responsibilities. It's not God is able to supply your needs. God will do it. He will do it. But he's talking there about needs, not dreams, not desires. He's not talking about the things that you are hopeful, hopeful of in life. He's talking about your basic needs in life. And that's a covenant that he's made with you. He will do it. But when it comes to the exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or dream, it says he's able. It's a possibility. He has not said it's going to actually happen automatically and unconditionally. We need to start opening up our mind and our faith to the God of the exceeding abundance. And you've got to understand that God's will is always overflowing abundance. He never did things half measure. Never did things full measure. He always did things overflowing measure. Psalm 23, David said, my cup overflows. The people who ate the bread and the fish, they said, there's too much. We don't need this much. What a waste of divine power, some people would say. Why is he using miraculous power to make more than we need? That's the nature of God. He, has, he is glorious. He loves showing off. Amen. Why did he make all those planets out there with nobody on them? He just likes making planets, for goodness sake. He's big. He's abundant. Why did he, he make all those coconuts you're not going to eat? Why did he make a rhinoceros, for goodness sake? Who needs a rhinoceros? Who needs a giraffe? We don't need giraffes. You can get by with potatoes. Who needs color vision? You can have black and white. Why did he waste all that creative power, making all this extravagant abundance? Because God is good. God is big. God is marvelous. God is exceptional. All that Christian thinking that says, oh, he's this miserly old man who holds back on you, wants to hit you on the head, that's from the devil. That, that God's from the devil. You dialed the wrong number if you dialed him, amen. Put down the phone, pick up the other phone, amen. Dial this God, him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. Now here's the deal, that word think is the Greek word noeo, which means to perceive 
and conceive. I before E, except after C. Huh? Oh, yeah. Perceive, conceive, imagine. Okay. When you perceive a thing with your mind, you conceive. Everybody, everyone in here has more than just one way to create. We have biological creation. We have verbal creation, what you say you're going to cause to happen. And you have imagination creation. What you imagine, that's where you're going. That's the power of your mind. Don't underestimate it. And so God is saying that your thoughts, your perceptions, your conceptions in your mind, your imaginations are as loud as your prayers. Because he doesn't say ask and think. He says ask or think. You can ask or you can think and God's still going to respond to it with exceeding abundance above it. How about that? Isn't it cool coming to church and hearing about the Bible? Maybe seeing things that you've never seen before. That's my job. Amen. Ask or think. And sometimes your thoughts are negating your prayers. Because you're praying one thing, but you're thinking a complete different thing. Get alignment going on in your life so that your brain doesn't look like this while you're praying like that. What you need is alignment. Amen. Prayers, thoughts. Whoops, thoughts. I've been, you see, I've been at the youth meeting. Everything's youth, May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. That was the title of their, it was a Star Wars theme night. Star Wars theme for the youth, May the 4th be with you. So now I'm doing thoughts. Please. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. All that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. Ah, oh, this is awesome. Here's the thing. That word according to, number one, I see it working with this in two ways. My prayers and my imaginations are according to the power that's at work within me, which is the Holy Spirit. And he, he surfaces a dream into my mind, and as soon as I see it, I can feel the faith and the power of that dream so clearly. My eyes get focused. I start to see the picture in front of me, and God uses what is actually a natural ability that is in within every one of us. But here's the thing. To keep that dream alive, I need to be intentional about recalling it and replaying it in my mind because I don't have to do anything to get a negative image going. My, this big hunk of flesh you're carrying around with you, it's, it leans to the negative. It leans to the dark side. Luke. It leans that way naturally. And you think, you see, sometimes we've, 
People are trying to tell us, oh, you've got this particular special deal with you or your generation or have this kind of thing. Listen to me. The human condition has been always the same. The flesh I got on my body is the same flesh you got on yours. Whether you live in China, whether you live in Russia, whether you live on, on the Solomon Islands, we're all dealing with the same hunk of flesh. It's got appetites. It moves towards the negative. And Jesus has provided the total answer through the cross, the blood, the Holy Spirit, the Word of God, and the church. And you can get complete salvation by doing that. Once you try to actually make your kind of little deal, a special deal that you got somewhere else, somehow else, you misdiagnose the problem and therefore you misdiagnose how you're going to solve it. Let me tell you, the problems are basic. Amen. And I know this sounds simple, but woohoo, that's what it's meant to be. Paul says, I'm, I'm amazed how quickly you moved away from the simplicity of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And as soon as we move away from it, life gets very complex and life can be complex, but the problem, the, so, the solutions are simple. Amen. And if you get Jesus going on the inside of you, you're going to find that's a force within you that creates prayers and dreams and thoughts that are powerful for rearranging your world. Simply getting in touch with the power of God on the inside of you is going to make that happen. If he's not in there at the end of the service, it's simple. You can get him in there. It's simple invitation saying, come on in, Lord. I want to have you on the inside of me. And dreams like you've never thought of before start to emerge in your mind. You see a future that you never even dreamed of because you will never be the full you until you've got Jesus Christ underneath you as the platform. When He's there, you are all you're ever going to be. People trying to find themselves say, oh, I meet God, I'm trying to find myself before I find... The only way I find myself is by finding Him who made me. He's got the blueprint. He says, here, this is who you are. And I look at myself, whoa, that's awesome. I'll be lost though until I find Him. And he finds me. Okay, so let's go back to this message that I got here. The Message Bible says God can do anything you know, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. Laura Wilkinson, the Olympic medalist, she said, uh, it says of her, she beat impossible odds in one of the biggest upsets in Olympic history. In eighth place with a broken foot, she came from that position to win the 2000 Olympic platform diving gold medal. She broke three toes and couldn't even get in the water in preparation for it. But rather than stop her preparations physically, she sat for hours each day on the diving platform, repeatedly recreating in her mind a detailed vision of each of her dives. She went on to win the victory in the 2000 Olympics, the gold medal, in the 10-meter platform competition. Amen. If you can see it, you can do it. If you can see it, you can do it. You can change your world by changing your mind. Romans 12, verse 2. Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person. Let God transform you into a new person. Let God transform you into a new person. Transform. Everybody say transform into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. You'll know what you're, what you're meant to do, who you're meant to be. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world. Don't think like they think. Don't get into that negative, whiny, weaselly, intimidated, fearful, nauseating, 
hate myself sort of a lifestyle. Get out of there. You don't, you don't belong there. You belong in the, in the God image zone, in the, in the world where you create a whole new way of thinking about yourself, about the world around you, about people, about everything that you're doing. In the book by Daniel Goleman, New Leader's Book, he said the act of learning is the key to stimulating new neural connections. Young people who work at mastering a discipline of any kind are laying down a neuronal scaffold that later in life will offer crucial support for leadership. New tissue, as well as new connections and pathways can form in the mind throughout adulthood. At any point in life, neural connections used over and over become stronger, while those not used weaken. The brain's ability to sprout fresh connections continues throughout life. It just takes a little more effort and energy to learn in adulthood lessons that would have normally come more readily in our early years. We have to undo habits that do not work for us and replace them with new ones that do. All right, now here's the thing. Your thoughts grow like trees in your mind and you can grow a fresh tree. This is literally true. This is scientifically, they, a thought starts like a trunk and then it sends out little synapses and you know connections throughout your brain connecting with other bits and pieces and the ones that you don't use weaken and die so when you feed good thoughts you're creating new trees in your mind that will become habitual after a while and they are the thoughts that that scripture is saying God is responding to he will do exceedingly abundantly above all your wildest dreams that you're thinking about and so as we decide, I'm going to think about this, it isn't a matter of just white knuckling it, saying, I'm going to make myself. As soon as you make the choice and lean towards that way, take the initiative, you're going to find there is a power within you, according to the power that works in us, that same power that raised Jesus from the dead can create a new neural connection inside your mind. Inception. One new thought about your life. You are brilliant. Amen. You are successful. You might think I'm not... I'm not a very good mother. You are a brilliant mother in Jesus' name. Amen. You might say, I haven't been a very good husband. You're a brilliant husband. You might say, my father didn't treat me so well. I guess I'm just going to be the You are not going to be the same. You're going to be a brilliant father in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, my family's always been poor. I guess I'm just going to carry on the tradition. Draw a line in the sand. It ain't going to happen anymore. Amen. You're a brand new creation. You're a brand new person. You've got a new family tree, a new line. You can start a new thought pattern about yourself today. All you got to do is make a choice. Say, you know what? I'm going to get a hold of Jesus on the inside of me, empowering me to dream these dreams that change my life. Amen. So the power of the Spirit is going to work on us to keep transforming us and the power of the Word of God. Look at this in 2 Corinthians 3 verse 18. <clears throat> says, we all with unveiled face, looking in a mirror at the glory of the Lord, are being transformed. There it is again, metamorpho, like bug to butterfly. Have you ever seen, you ever seen that? I don't know what the evolutionists are worried about, you know? Saying billions of years. Happens in 10 days. You can go from bug to a butterfly. Incredible transformation. But it wasn't evolution. It was a creative act just to blow our minds. Why do it? I don't know. Does God always need reasons to do stuff? No. He's free to do whatever He wants, whenever He wants. Because He loves. He says, yeah, I'll make a 
tadpole turn into a frog. Funny little things. You know? Sense of humor is extraordinary. God will transform you. The word is metamorpho, from which we get more metamorphosis. That's the, that's the radical transformation that is planned for your, your life. Tadpole. Oh, let's go to the bug butterfly. It's a better image. Amen. You might feel like a crawling bug right now. Can't fly, can't do anything. Things are going to change. You're going to change. Transformation by renewing your mind. Transformation by renewing my mind. Putting a new thought in my mind will transform my life on the outside. Okay, so then it says in James 1.25, the Word of God will transform you. He who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This one will be blessed in what he does. How, how cool is that? You look into the perfect law of liberty. The Word of God sets you free. If anybody's bringing the Word of God to you and it binds you, it isn't, it isn't the Word of God. It might sound like Scripture and all that, but this sets you free. Continue in my Word, you'll know the truth. The truth will set you free. And continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This one will be blessed. And what he does, two times it says looking in a mirror, looking at what we really are. I, I, you know, I'd really like to, um, to just show you what I mean by this. Um, who, who could there be? Nick, um, maybe Josh? Um, no. Um, Harry. Harry Gilbert, why don't you come over here? Amen. Come on. Come over here. Little Harry Gilbert. All right. Come over here. All right, all right, Harry, just, just stand over there, yeah, for me. And, and look, I want to show you what, what you just, just think about there, right? Okay, so this, this is what Harry thinks he looks like, okay? Give us, give us a couple of poses, Harry. Come on, yeah, yeah, come on. Right. <laughs> Woo! But you know, when you look in the Word of God, this is what Harry actually looks like. This is what he... <laughs> potential you've got on the inside of you, but that's what you look like. Deep within, you are a different kind of person than the world on the outside is telling you what you look like. You might feel a little, <laughs> yeah, right. Some of the girls are just cooling themselves down right now. Turn those fans up. All right. The deal is the power of God is on the inside of you to manifest a whole new person that's going to cause for you a whole new life. And sometimes we want a whole new life without having any transformation on the inside. We don't want to do life any differently. And you know, the, the deal is Jesus has saved us from the broad path where you can do anything, you know. And, and, and some believers have not actually, they've, they've, they've come to Christ and they're still on the broad path because they keep on doing stuff out here, and they got to get saved again on Sunday. And live over here, and next week got to get demons cast out all over again. 
But actually, Jesus says, look, real life is discovered when you come like this. And I'm not talking about a legalistic kind of life, but there are just some things you don't do anymore. You say, oh, I'm not, gonna, I'm not that kind of person. I'm looking at the perfect law of liberty, and I'm not going to forget what manner of man I am. I'm that kind of person. I don't, I don't go there. I don't do this. And the power inside of me is going to create a new kind of image of who I am. I create that new neural connection on the inside. And whenever you learn something new, the scientists tell us you get a little release of dopamine, which, you know, is a little reward buzz for a brand new thought. And so once you get yourself into some kind of slightly Pavlovian mindset here, where you respond positively to a new idea, you start to get a habit going in your life. And you think, my Lord, every time I pray, I get, I get the Word of God in me. I know some of you are still thinking about Pavlova, but it's actually a different thing. Okay, I was talking about, I won't go there. It's as, it's as deep as Inception, amen. <laughs> the whole deal with Inception is you getting one powerful thought and then another powerful thought and reconstructing a whole life from the inside out that's actually gonna change your world. And I know you wanted God to change everything out here, but actually we can start doing it ourselves by thinking differently according to the power that works in us. I walk into that, I walk into that, that entertainment center, I imagine every seat filled. I walk in here every time, I see no one seat empty every time I come in here. You know, I'm, let's be on a mission to get rid of the black cloths in Jesus' name, amen. Bind the black cloths. We used to have them over seats. Stop rebellious saints sitting in them, amen. You know, not really, just to keep us all together, amen. So we're all kind of bunched up and feeling revival rather than all over the place, you know. But wouldn't it be better if every week, amen, I want you to dream with me. Dreaming the dream of thousands and thousands of people getting their lives transformed, discovering abundance, discovering the beautiful life that Jesus came to give us. The magnificent gospel of Christ is good news. And you and I, every, every weekend, have the opportunity to get a hold of that, take the Lord into our lives. Thanks for listening to the Phil Pringle Podcast. Check out philpringle.com to follow Phil's blog and latest resources. Join us next time for more great teaching.